So this is a podcast that I didn't really want to have to do, but I feel that it's important. Both Batavia and I feel that it's important that we talk about the coronavirus and how you can help get through it with gardening. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. And this podcast is a companion podcast to the upcoming documentary, Backyard Gardens, a documentary about two families growing food for the first time in a world that lacks nutrition. So I want to start off by saying that congratulations, because you're here, you are already more prepared than a lot of people out there. You didn't buy a bunch of toilet paper, and if you did, then you're going to have something to use the toilet paper with because you were growing your food or thinking about it. What do you think, Batavia? That roughage and uh, toilet paper do go hand in hand. (laughs) (laughs) Solely. So what, what are your thoughts about what's going on right now? I, um... I'm a bit concerned. I, I my concern kind of goes two part, and we're gonna dig in here. So um, it's obviously concerns for kind of the ill, you know, you know those that haven't been um, identified as testing positive for the virus. Um, so I'm concerned about their well being, and then just I uh, just general health, right? So it's not just those that. Uh, test positive or those that are feeling ill and think it's the virus it's every other ailment right you know so um, our ability to help those that would walk into a hospital or emergency room any other day like at what point does that become taxed Um, so that's one part I kind of look at it in that lane and then my other concern is you know longer term the impact this is going to have on everyday lives the impact this is going to have on you know the economy right because while that's a big term and it always feels like it's super duper political like it directly impacts us all um so i'm i'm concerned i I still can't get my head around it i think you'll be able to share some details that you've researched me and i still can't get my head around the trajectory of this um but based on the actions for from a lot of our officials it's pretty clear this is pretty big. Um, so, so yeah, I, I'm not scared yet, but I am really concerned. Yeah, I mean, it's it's okay to be scared, first of all. Mm-hmm. If you're scared, I mean, let's face it, we are fighting something that you can't see. You don't know where it is. You know, it's not like when a terrorist runs into a building mm-hmm. or something like that. I mean, you know, and... It, it's 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 scary mm-hmm. and I want to go ahead and say first of all on this podcast we don't talk about politics mm-hmm. and there's a reason for that because politics don't have any business in your garden and we are even though we're talking about the coronavirus we are going to be talking about gardening in the coronavirus mm-hmm. um, so I've been following this since January 22nd It's now, um, at the time of recording, it's March 17th. And I knew as soon as I saw China's numbers jumping that this was gonna be something that we were gonna have to deal with. 
And it's the way the world is. It's the way it's set up. It's, you know, people go on an airplane, they fly back and forth. You know, it's it's going to travel. You know, the flu gets around the world. But at, at the time of recording this in the in the world, there are 188,000 confirmed cases. OK, what that means is those are the people that we know about. Mm-hmm. So there could be more. There are more than that right now. And everybody's getting locked down, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's buying toilet paper <laughs> and they're freaking out. And it might not be able. And some of the food that you would normally eat, you're seeing the shelves are bare. And what's going on is people are panicking and they're they're panic buying. And that's normal. And I'm, the only thing I'm really going to say about the toilet paper thing is it's a comfort item. Mm-hmm. People want to be comforted. Nobody wants to wipe their butt with a leaf if they don't have to, okay? Just to be straight up. So it's a comfort item, so it's natural that people are going to go to it. Um, But gardening comes in very big at this point because there could very well be a time during this when food is hard to get. Mm -hmm. So providing your own food is very important, which is, it's funny because, and I know this podcast that I'm about to talk about hasn't released, but I'm starting a square foot garden and after I started it, I sat back and I looked at it and I haven't even told Batavia this shit. I have 48 plants in a, a 32 square foot bed right now. <laughs> and usually I have like maybe 10. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, it's crazy, you know, and there's a lot of food packed into it. I don't know how it's going to turn out, yeah. but if half of it turns out, it's more than I had before. But the idea is once the food that we have now, let's say that. Let's get hypothetical for a second. Let's say that they come on, they say national quarantine, nobody goes anywhere. What is what do you think that means, Batavia? Um, I think that it's a step above where we're almost at now. So you're thinking you're always going to be able to go and get food. You're always going to be able to go to the doctor if you need to. It could be you're not allowed to leave your house. It could be, you know, there's some type of, you know, organization. These folks in this mile radius leave and go to get essentials. It could be even food drops, you know, and Lord knows how long it would take to get to that. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the extreme and I have a connection to kind of this place, the place that Ben is headed as well. So he's not just speaking on his own here. Um, no, no, not at all. I mean, and we, to, to preface all of this, we did discuss this podcast and we kind of went back and forth on whether or not we should do it because I didn't want to join in on the fear mongering. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to capitalize on the coronavirus, but at the same time, I kind of felt like, you know, we have listeners all over the world, Italy, who Mm -hmm. is the most ravaged at this point. You know, we have people in a lot of other countries that are listening and, you know, to be able to provide somebody with a little bit of comfort, maybe a little bit of knowledge is good because what you see on the news right now is generally false. Okay, there's a lot of information that they're coming out with now that has been out for months now, and we've known about it. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, there's a guy on YouTube, and he has this every night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. He releases a video of all the day's news and cases, and he researches medical journals, all this stuff. And his name is Peak Prosperity. It's P E A K prosperity. I don't know how to spell that word, but you'll get it. And every night he comes out 
and he breaks it down for you. And all the stuff that he's talking about a month ago, two months ago is coming out just now in our news. So it's a good place to get information. But, you know, if if they put a quarantine on, that means that the trucks can't go to the stores to drop off food. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's, seen... let's let's pause. Let's let's back up. So, because um, some of our listeners may not be experiencing this now, let's walk through real quick where we are when it comes to things being limited, and then build up to like where you're headed now. So okay. let me talk about Chicago in particular. Um, so yeah, because you've got it a lot different than I do. Yeah, yeah. So in the United States um, and in Chicago, I'm in the Midwest. It's a huge city, right? Um, a part of Illinois, and um, we, Ben and I, like we said, we've been talking about kind of approaching a podcast like this for a couple of weeks now. Um, but at this stage, again, March the 17th, this is the first day that we have school closures at this point scheduled through the end of the month. So this is, we're in the middle of, or, you know, kind of guess the, the last third of the school season for kids and schools have been closed. So there's still discussion regarding daycare, but you know, this is literally kids are not allowed to go to school at this point. Um, effective either last night at midnight or today, um, our governor has said there's no dining in for restaurants. So that should be closed to the public. Um, this is, it seems in part based on people maybe not taking seriously kind of the, the, um, the uh, social distancing that was encouraged last week. Um, we have St. Patty's Day today in the U.S. And um, there was a lot of partying going on in Chicago in particular this past weekend. So while I'm sure this was a thought and a trigger that the governor planned on pulling, um, at this point, I think it, it was in response to that. So there's no dining in. Uh, takeout and delivery at this stage is still available. Um, but there's also no bar activity, right? So those are specific things that have been banned for all intents and purposes. Um, there, as you see in a lot of different places, if you have the ability to work from home, um, you are encouraged to do so. I'm very fortunate in my day to everyday job is actually already remote. So I don't need to travel back and forth to work. Um, but, but yeah, so we have some things that are being instituted um, and at this point, you know, two weeks from now, I personally expect it to be extended. Um, I haven't seen reports of real policing of this yet, but again, we're on day one for the extended, um, you know, shutdown, if you will. Obviously, you've seen everything else on the news when it comes to um, events in places that are just not opening. Um, so that's where we are on March 17th. And as Ben talked about this, he's been looking into this for two months now. Um, so, so yeah, I'll let you share where you guys are in North Carolina. Yeah, so for us, all schools are closed, all daycares, uh, teleworking is encouraged. Um, you can still go out to restaurants if you're brave enough to go out to restaurants. Um, you know, I think we're now down to groups of 10 people mm -hmm. or something like that. So, yeah. I, you know, and, and the issue that I have with that is basically it's real muddy. Yeah. You know, is that a party of 10 people? Is that a restaurant with 10 people? Like, how does that go? But I think the important thing to point out in all that is that other businesses are going ahead and doing these things themselves, which mm -hmm. I think is really good that they're kind of taking the, they're spearheading it. But in North Carolina, it's basically just the schools. Mm -hmm. But if you close the schools, you naturally are going to cut down on people because somebody's got to stay home with your kid. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right now, my son is unfortunately watching Sesame Street while I do this. <laughs> um, we're, we're supposed to be homeschooling him now, mm-hmm. which I'm very underqualified for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's mostly on the patience level that I have. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, Sesame he was out of Street is yesterday. a good teacher. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is a very good teacher. And, you know, when we're done with this, I'll go back and we'll do some math and stuff. But, you know, yesterday I had him out working in the garden with me. Mm-hmm, and um, I think that. Well, I'll get into that in a minute. But, you know, basically North Carolina is just kind of shut down schools at this point, but mm-hmm. it can change any minute. And we yeah. saw that the other day. You know, they closed March Madness, which if you're not, which is basketball. And I don't personally do sports, but when I was growing up, they literally wheeled a TV into the classroom so we could watch sports <laughs> games. So that's how big it is in this area. Yeah. And I think that caught a lot of people's attention. But, um, yeah, so we're kind of waiting for the next step to happen. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what it's going to be. Um, I expect at some point that they are going to quarantine people, but mm-hmm. you know, I can't operate on. But that's never going to happen mm-hmm. because we've seen it happen across the world. Yeah, and we're kind of seeing if you can believe what China has said that it is a positive um, outcome. I personally do not believe what China has said. Um, if you look into the numbers and the data, you can it'll be kind of obvious that's like yeah okay that's not true but Mm -hmm. um you know focus on italy and you know france and spain those are the hardest hit countries right now and you can kind of see that like they're quarantined and i don't really know how they're doing it and there's a lot of um economic um, repercussions to all Mm -hmm. that but you don't want this thing to spread crazy yeah so um that's basically where we're at with that now and um you know, being here listening to this is important because you're already thinking ahead. You know what I mean? You're going to be able to provide. So I started gardening and we, it's funny, Batavia and I were going to do a whole podcast about why we started gardening. <laughs> um, but now is as good a time as any, because this is why I started a garden. It was, a um, you know, everybody always talks about the end of the world, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I knew that it was important to be able to provide my family with food to some extent. So that's why I started to garden. Never thought though that I would see a time come where that could be a possibility. I'm not saying it Mm -hmm. is a possibility. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it Mm -hmm. could be, you know, each day. And, um, that was really why I, and then I fell in love with it. Yeah. Um, it is a love story, but (laughs) you know, it just kind of grew from that, but that was the initial reason. And that's after I learned that like, Oh, one plant's not really going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you kind of got to go a little bit deeper, but at the same time, like one plant can make a difference. Mm -hmm. So, um, why'd you start Rotavia? Well, um, it's not directly related to there may come a day where I may need to provide food for myself and others, um, but it it came up in that way pretty soon. So um, I have a, a fascination with um, a genre of television and movies that kind of focus on, and again, this is a hobby of mine, so this podcast isn't meant to be, you know, 
Uh, we don't want to be in a seat where we're, there's fear mongering going on. Um, but there's a segue and I'll make it. So I have a fascination with kind of post-apocalypse stories. Uh, so specifically what happens in the world when the world isn't the way that we have grown to know and love it? Um, what happens to people? How do people react, right? How do we move about differently? Um, and so I go from everything where there's a, you know, a blast that locks down down things and we don't have electricity so that's one version of it all the way to I'm a fan of the the zombie shows right and while I don't think we'll ever get to the latter in my lifetime right I don't believe that um, I am intrigued by kind of the human condition as it relates to that Um, and so if you kind of look at that and then you say while these are stories that someone's writing, there's a grain of truth in all of it. You look at those stories and once you get past the shock of it all, once you get past, you know, potentially the violence that comes along with these storylines, there is always that rebuilding, right? You know, so there are people that are going back to basics and there are people that, you know, need to figure out how to forage ahead. And obviously food and the ability to grow food is a part of that. Um, so while I've enjoyed garden for self-peace, for the um, the ability to watch something grow, which I think is amazing. You also kind of have that intersection where I'm also curious about what happens if. So I've said this, I mentioned this to Ben when we first started chatting, and I always say it in a joking way, you know, like I need to be able to hone this skill set because it may be needed, you know, later on. Um, and as we'll talk about today, while we're nowhere near what I'm describing, right, and hopefully we won't get there, um, We are in a place where I'm thankful that I have the foresight to have a garden in place. I'm thankful that um, I have already started plans for growing for this season. Um, So while we don't know what's going to happen to our food supply when it comes to access, you know, in these months to come. I feel good about the plans that I've made to grow food as a hobby, you know, for nourishment, um, but this may really come in handy. So I think those kind of things combined really kind of speak to why I garden. Um, And I look at this now and I've really kind of sped things up as well, because obviously we know if you're listening to a garden podcast, you know, you don't plant something and get food the next day. Um, so, (laughs) So I have started doing things a bit earlier than I ever would which is actually kind of ironic because I've mentioned this in a previous podcast. I normally start planting things like as late as July, probably normally around June, but just kind of as my progression of gardening has gone, I have, you know, as of this week, started seeds indoors, which I've never done before. And so all of these steps, not, you know, kind of seeing this thing on the horizon, but all of these steps will put me ahead of things, right? I feel comforted and that may just all that it is i may just be comforted in knowing if i need to deliver fresh produce when others can't access it to you know my 85 year old grandfather or to my you know my senior i won't tell her age but my senior mom like i feel good (laughs) about i'm going to have the ability to to do that you know yeah it's important and i mean food is comfort Mm -hmm. you know and there's nothing worse than being hungry. Now you can live without food for a while. I sure. think it's like what three weeks or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and let Was me tell you, I three got three minutes. I got a, three minutes without air. Three days without days water. With, three weeks yeah. without food. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, I can go about four or five weeks without food. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> I've been storing for a while. But uh, yeah, and I mean, 
you know, it's funny you say that, like you have this interest, because I have the same interest in shows. Mm. I, I love watching that stuff. Um, but if you look at it, and especially from a filmmaker's point of view, watch the news tonight and just imagine the opening of a movie when you watch the headlines. Mm-hmm. It's a mo- We're living in a horror movie right now, mm-hmm. the beginning of a horror movie. Um, and it's, I won't, actually, I won't call it a horror movie. I'd call it more of a thriller. It's exciting. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like, oh my God, it's the end of the world, but it's the end of the world as we know it. Mm-hmm. Things are going to be different, you know? Yeah. I'm not. I'm actually kind of happy I don't have to shake people's hands right now because I don't want the flu. You know what I mean? I've never really liked that. Like, you know, I I gave somebody an elbow bump the other day and they looked at me like I was dumb and I'm like, (laughs) sorry, man, you know, but you know, you're talking about providing food and I don't think that we are going to go without food. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that food might be difficult to get, but I don't think we're going to go without. Did you have something to say? No, I was just going to say that, um, it, when it comes to access, right? So I agree. I don't think that my food will be the only food that my family will need to consume. Like the reality, if it gets to that place, I won't be able to make it to, to them to deliver it. You know, that's a yeah. whole different thing. I think though, um, the access that we have in the short term is going to change. So maybe more like the midterm. So these next couple of weeks, people have stockpile things, you know, you still have access in the States to stores, right? Food is still being, you know, restocked, maybe not in every store. Um, You still have access, but I believe at some point, it put it this way, I am preparing myself for at some point in the future, it may not be readily available as it is in this moment. So when you talk about things are forever going to change, that's the way I hear it, like things will forever change for us. I don't think a year from now, hopefully, there's no like lockdown mode, right? I'm not going to be eating rations or anything like that. Um, But I do think even if you kind of roll into like the mental health of this, I think like you said, there's comfort in things like toilet paper. There's comfort in things like food, right? There's comfort in things like that where we know our options aren't as limited as they could be, right? Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's, I'm going to break that down for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to talk about the food and then I want to talk about the mental aspect. So the food quarantine happens trucks can't get to the grocery store if you have a fully stocked grocery store they stock three days worth of food Mm -hmm. in three days that grocery store will be empty and everybody has witnessed that already you have witnessed that now where they've been severely picked over okay so that's the that's the case if it goes on quarantine it's very possible that we would run out of food for a period of time not indefinitely but a mm-hmm. period of time and that's where your garden is going to come in handy mm-hmm. so i started my garden early i called batavia the other day i was going to send her a picture <laughs> but i was like you know what i'm gonna call her because i didn't want her to get mad and i went to um my my rake broke okay my i don't know what it's called the stiff arm rake you know what i'm mm-hmm. talking, talking about yeah yeah the steel bottom and, one um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i was like man I got to get a rake. I was like, if we go in quarantine, I can't garden without a rake. I didn't realize how important this tool. I would rather not have a shovel than a rake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I went out and I got my rake and I went to my Lowe's and they had all of their seedlings out. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get all my greens right now. I haven't yeah. started by seed, but I was like, you know what? With all of this, I'm going to go ahead and get it. Got them, started my garden the next day and got that going and I was standing in line and there was a guy with toilet paper and everybody had toilet paper. 
because Lowe's has toilet paper, just so you know. So go to Lowe's, get your toilet paper if you get, need it. But they saw me with all this, and they're like, do you know something we don't know? And I was like, do you know something I don't know? Because last I heard, it didn't really cause like copious amounts of diarrhea. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. like I need, you know. But then I started thinking about it, and I was out gardening, and it was really stressful. You know, we were getting phone calls. Everything's getting canceled, like rapid fire. Boom, 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 boom. School's canceled, so on and so forth. And I'm sitting out there gardening, and I was in my happy place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's where the mental health aspect comes in with gardening. Like, if you don't have anything to do, get out and start a damn garden. Yeah. Go do something. You know what I mean? Like, you might be quarantined to your property, but Mm -hmm. that was really, like... It was something for me to look forward to. Mm -hmm. It was something that made me happy. And it was something that comforted me, too, because I knew that I was kind of setting up for the possibility of like, let's say that all of a sudden food runs out. I've got enough to last me a Mm -hmm. month. Well, in a month, I can start getting my lettuce. Yeah. And stuff like that. And then we can still have something to eat. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, if I run out of salad dressing and I have to eat straight up (laughs) lettuce, I'm going to be a little upset. (laughs) So maybe there should be a run on salad dressing by all gardeners. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, and as a part of that call, I'm so glad that he called me. So we're in a different climate. So this was last week and we're still again in March. Um, I got in my car and made a couple of rounds. I didn't think there would be um, transplant starters like in my stores because I'm normally in the stores around this time of year just because we're expected to get a bit bit more cold. I did check a few different stores and unfortunately didn't find any, but I was prepared to purchase and then plant because I have some um, in my uh, backyard garden. (laughs) In my backyard garden, I have some uh, beds that are covered with plastic so I can easily put, you know, kind of these baby transplants in the ground. But this, um, it also triggered a thought in my mind to say, for gardening essentials, if you will, and then other things. I'm starting to, and it's not toilet paper because, you know, my grandmother, God rest her soul, she for years when she was alive would call me uh, right around September, October-ish when the weather starts to change. And she would say, first she'd start calling me with like, there's a sale on this you know, product, there's a sale on that product. And then she'd basically say, have you gotten it yet? And I'd say no, and she'd tell me this every year, look, You don't want to be out when it's cold and when it's dark and dragging the bulky, you know, um, paper towels and heavy detergent and and toilet paper, you know. So she this April would have uh, she died five years ago this April. And since then, every fall, I go and do a massive run before it gets cold. Um, and I pick up all of those essentials. So I won't say how many rolls I have just in case, you know, things go crazy and people start looking for me, but uh, I have those things. But what I have been purchasing over the last week, these are things that I will use if things stay calm, but these are things that I want to make sure that I have access to if things continue to shift. Right. You know, so it's not just, you know, your OJ or your milk or anything like that. These are things that I want to, to have to further my garden. Right. You know, so right. I, I want to make sure that for all intents and purposes, of course, I'll have, you know, food to eat from the garden, but I'll also have um, the ability to kind of work the land, if you will. Right. So that's right. the reason why I totally connected with you when you said my, my rake broke and I needed to go out and get a rake. Right. So those listening to a garden pot- podcast, we hope you can relate. Maybe, you know, if you're not a gardener, maybe not so much. But um, but yeah, it's the 
consider the things that you feel like you'll need to support your garden. And if you plan on or need to purchase it, I'm just going to say this might be the time to go out and do that, you know, because I don't know going back to the whole trucks, you know, so if trucks can't get to places to deliver food, do you think that they're going to be worried about delivering shovels and rakes? No, you know, that's going to be the last of the worries. So, um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, these are all the things that people need to think about too. Mm -hmm. And, Mm You know, you brought up your, your grandmother, and that's a very important thing to say. You know, everybody's like, oh, well, this only affects old people. So, well, but that knowledge mm-hmm. that your grandmother passed to you, that's important knowledge. And that is your job to pass it down when you're, you know, 80 years old or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. you get knowledge as you grow older. And I've learned some valuable lessons from older people. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was a kid, I'd be like, man, that old dude, don't, I ain't worried about him. <laughs> you know what I mean? But now it's like, no. Like they say important things and mm-hmm. they know because they've been there and they were in there in those harder times. Mm-hmm. My grandmother so, was born in 1934, right? My grandfather was born in, no, it's the flip. My grandfather was born in 34, grandmother born in 37. Um, so they have lived through, you know, times where the internet did not exist, right? You know, yeah. so they've had to make, you know, something out of a little or nothing, right? Yeah. So what ends up happening though is we, have most of us, you know, in our age group, we've grown up maybe in a time where things started to be more accessible, you know, as we continue to grow. And now, you know, I'm waiting on a delivery right now. Right. Right. Um, So, but again, now go back to my fascination with what happens when things aren't the way that we've, we've come accustomed to. Right. So those pieces, while it may not go back to the 1940s or 50s when it comes to, you know, how many grocery stores do you really have? It may not go to that. What happens if it does? Right. You know, so I'm not stockpiling necessarily. I'm not there yet. But some of the ways that, you know, the knowledge over the years that was imparted, I'm always kind of buying more things that I need, you know, I, I can survive on beans into my, <laughs> until my harvest comes in at this point. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I really like the aspect of, um, you being able to get out, you know, last week and work in the garden. Um, because like I said, I work from home every day and I have to just as a habit, make sure that I like literally just go out to the front porch or go to the back porch, you know, and get some fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, you know, these areas are deemed safe. So, you know, I'm actually looking forward. I'm going to finally start those snow peas this week, getting out there and, you know, being outside, right? I'm very good with chatting with my neighbors over the fence. That's still safe, you know, as far as we know. Um, I did want to just make a note when it comes to seniors. One other thing they're doing in some stores here in Chicago, and I've seen this um, in a couple of different other countries, they are um, identifying senior hours for grocery stores. So there is a store like a mile away from me that just opened up maybe within the last six months or something. And they are now opening from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. They normally open for business at 7, but 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. they've designed as senior hours. And obviously for those seniors that are mobile and can get there. But the the idea is, you know, the store has just been clean. They'll have kind of their first pick, if you will, over, uh, you know, everything they want to buy. But it says something that that's needed. Right. Yeah. I mean, and they they downplay it Mm -hmm. to an extent. Mm -hmm. But let me break it down for people to. A lot of people are still saying this is just a flu. Okay. If this is just a flu, 
then why is it in Italy right now one nurse has to pick two out of three people to let die so they can save somebody? They have to make that decision. That is a very hard decision. And quite frankly, I don't want to have, I don't, my wife's a nurse. I don't want her to have to make that decision. Mm -hmm. That's something that you can't come back from, you know? So it's not just a flu and they don't know what it is. The flu has been around for many, many years and there's a vaccine. This has been around for three months. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's an infant. And just a note there, I think I ran the numbers for um, for the U.S. It's something like 17,000 people die of the flu a year. And you look at these numbers that we're seeing when it comes to the coronavirus and you say, well, that's nothing in comparison. There is your message. Right. You know, so well, let's let's get scientific. Yeah. Let's get scientific. So that that's your message. okay? so we've been fighting this. Let's say it's been in this country for a month now. As of this moment, we have forty seven hundred confirmed cases. Many believe that there's way more and there's ninety three deaths. okay? and this thing doubles. Un, unstopped like if you don't distance or anything it's going to double i think it was every six days mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you do so in six days it'll be eight thousand and then six days after that sixteen thousand mm-hmm. okay at a three percent death rate that it has then you do the math it gets yeah. you can be at that same death rate very fast you yeah. know and italy right now has got two thousand deaths um the word in iran is they're reporting um, a thousand deaths roughly, but they're digging mass graves. So they'd obviously have more, you know, more yeah, deaths than they're more, recor- yeah. preparing mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. So we don't know as a people exactly what's going on. That's why we need to stay calm, mm-hmm. be prepared, don't hoard, but be ready to take care of yourself mm-hmm. and be able to provide for yourself. You know, if I could make water, I'd be trying to figure out how to make water. But, you know, providing food and, you know, you said you could eat beans for the next month. <laughs> you can eat beans for the next month. But when you take that fresh piece of rainbow chard <laughs> and you chop it up and put it in them beans. Now you're it'll showing be like off. a totally new. Yeah. G- yeah, well, I'm not showing off because a gardener will grow rainbow chard and uh-huh. march in, you know, North America. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's you know, what you bought, though. That's what you bought last week when you went to the store wasn't it i saw the you want me to give you you want me to give you the list please do okay batavia's face is turning green with envy (laughs) i have eight lettuce uh romaine lettuce six cabbages um six broccolis and then i started other seeds 48 carrots um 12 chards and uh, six Brussels sprouts and a partridge and a pear tree. <laughs> oh no! And then I put in a bunch of seeds for mm-hmm. spinach and all my herbs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Because well, I look at the forecast too, and this isn't our frost date, but our frost date's coming up, and we're not supposed to get below the fifties for the next ten days. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Let me just take a chance. If I waste a couple seeds, I waste a couple yeah. seeds. But as of right now, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah. So, um, and so that kind of ties back to the, um, idea where there's information that you know about gardening that helped you make the decision say, let's go ahead and purchase these, you know, they're in the store, let's put them in the ground, let's plant these particular seeds now. Um, and we've already confirmed neither of us are, you know, master gardeners, right? You know, but a little bit of knowledge for gardening goes, has gone even in this last week, a long way for you. Um, and it moved me so much so where I literally got in my car and went out in search of transplants. And again, I'm not one for 
oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I've not bought toilet paper again over these last two weeks. Um, but I, I heard that message loud and clear. And again, I, I think that um, this is something that without a pandemic, I would be doing anyway when it comes to gardening, right? You know, I'm, I'm going to garden this year. Um, I had already started to plan earlier. And if they would have had them again, I'll say it, I would have bought them. I would have put them in my yard, right? Um, this again, ties back to a little bit of the mental health as well. You need to figure out ways to kind of um, do things that are gonna help keep you calm. Um, I, I think that that's going to be a part of how we make our way through this, you know. Well, you know, when the let's say the quarantine goes down, and you're in your house, your kids are screaming, your husband or wife is getting on your nerves, the TV's loud, they're watching Netflix, gunshots, car wrecks, you know, laughing, screaming, blah blah blah, and then you step outside. Well, nobody's going to be outside. It's going to be nice and quiet. And then you're going to be in nature and you're going to hear the birds and you're going to be reminded that there's something other than what's mm-hmm, out there. Mm-hmm. So like I beg everybody, please, during this time, do not just sit in your house and watch Netflix. Yeah. You know, don't just surf YouTube all the time. As much as I'd love for you to check out my channel on YouTube, like <laughs> don't just eat up all your time doing that. Like enjoy this time because I feel like the world needs a break anyways and we're yeah. being forced to take a break. Yeah. You know? I love that. Like, again, you can binge on either of our channels, you know, while you yes. are well, maybe during the dark uh, nighttime and so on. Um, but I'm totally going to take advantage of um, how, you know, what plans I've had they've been canceled, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm sending friends, you know, hashtag, you know, social distancing, right? Um, and everyone understands, everyone gets it. Um, if you're going out to buy milk, if you're going out to buy, you know, again, we, we tease with the toilet paper, but that's been something that's trending in the US in particular. Um, if you're going out to buy those things, get a container, get some soil, you know, get a package of seeds, um, I think you'll no, thank us later, right? Don't get soiled. Just go get some damn dirt. <laughs> that was the setup for you to see if you were really committed. <laughs> oh, I'm committed. I'm committed. There is a you'll know uh, what we're talking about podcast. when the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's damn dirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and and seriously, right now, let's say that somebody's listening to this podcast right now and they don't know anything about garden. Let's mm-hmm. say our catchy title drew them in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I don't even know if it's going to have a catchy title, but whatever. <laughs> and they want to start a garden and, they're like, and, you, and they hear someone say, go get some soil, but they don't know. They yeah. don't know anything. And they're like, well, what's soil? Well, it's mm-hmm. just damn dirt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just go get some dirt. Yeah. Put it in a pot. Yeah. And honestly, at this point, dig up your freaking backyard and put the seed in the ground, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be anything crazy. And I'm not saying by any means, please do not think that I'm saying if you don't start a garden, you're gonna drop dead. That is not not what I'm saying, not at all. all. I'm just saying it's multifaceted, right? You know, it's it's a positive distraction. It you is. know, um, there, if, you know, if we all cross our fingers and the garden gods bless us, there will be a harvest to come from it. Yes. Um, and there is, there's a comfort in knowing that you're taking just a little bit of control of this situation, because that's a part of where that panic comes in. You know, I'm sure that's related to all of this toilet paper buying, right? Like I want to be able to control something. Um, and 
I'm, I mean, this is this is a hobby that I'm going to lean on, you know, to provide me with a bit of internal peace, you know, as we continue yeah. to go through these days. For sure. Hashtag garden happiness forever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and ever and ever and ever and ever. <laughs> Longest hashtag ever. <laughs> but I mean, and another thing, too, is if you have kids at home, like what kid doesn't like to dig in the garden? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? They are naturally they want to put seeds in the garden. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. want to see that happen. Like. I was surprised with my son. Like, I mean, he's grown up around it, but like even other kids that I've seen, like they come over, I'm like, Hey, you know, we're going to plant some cucumbers a day. And every single kid that's come by my house is like, I I want to. And I tell him like, you know what? You plant this cucumber hill. Every cucumber that comes off this vine is yours. And I take them their cucumbers (laughs) Mm -hmm, and I'm like, here, mm -hmm. look at what you grew. You know what I mean? You started this. This is your plant Mm -hmm, and they mm -hmm. love it. And it's just some way to keep them activated you know, we're supposed to be homeschooling right now, and it is important to learn to read and write, but it's also important to learn other aspects of life. It's a great addition to a lesson plan, right? Yes. You know, my eyes kind of lit up because it hadn't crossed my mind. You know, I, I've seen, so again, today in, in Chicago, this is the first day that, you know, school has been canceled. Um, and so I've seen people online, I've seen friends, I've seen, you know, kind of online buddies kind of talk about, well, I do know a bunch of people that homeschool their kids every day. There are a bunch that don't. And they're really trying to figure out, okay, making rhyme or reason out of the lesson plan that was sent to school, uh, sit home from school, or that was emailed or whatever. Um, And I'm, you know, I'm gonna say, if you could dedicate even 30 minutes or an hour, you know, would be great, but I'll give you 30 Mm -hmm. minutes, you know, get out, get some fresh air. We know a lot of schools don't even have a recess anymore. Like how great is that? Um, so, so yeah, I mean, we're, again, I'm encouraging you to say, you know, if you have the space in your home to do that, um, you know, whether it's digging up the space in your yard or if, if you're in a place where you don't have a yard, grab a container, you know, um, I'm not necessarily saying make a special trip, but I know a lot of us are still, you know, milling about and, and doing some traveling here and there, you know, make a left at the light and go to a, a store yep. and pick up something that's, uh, that you can build on, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. And it, it's it's so important to just find something during this time to mm-hmm. further yourself and comfort you, no matter what it is. I don't care if you garden or not, you mm-hmm. know, read a book. Yeah. yeah. Do something that will just kind of further you as a person because mm-hmm. we're seeing now that the world is way more than, and this is like an oxymoron because I make movies for a living. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm providing content that I'm telling you not to consume, but you know, just don't rely on that, you know, because you can get wrapped up in watching like outbreak and Mm -hmm. contagion. Mm -hmm. And then you go on the news and like all of a sudden you're just wrapped into this whole world of like zombie apocalypse and viruses and all that stuff. And just remind yourself that there's more out there than that. Yeah. You definitely want to, um, you want to be informed and you want to find sources to get good information from um but you also want to have a little bit of diversity in your day like i've actually there's um you know the app on my phone tells me my kind of screen time each week you know and how much have i been surfing the internet and doing this that and the other um and 
I realize that this week when it comes up, when that alert comes up, it's going to be high because I have been drawn in to checking websites, checking on friends that are online, like looking for the latest thing. I've watched more press conferences, you know, over the last week, you know, you go with the kind of the administration and their press conference and then, oh, wait, hold on. At the same time, my my governor was on, you know, up at the podium. Let me watch that. Right. And we're looking for answers. We're looking for at this point, to be quite frank, I'm not watching these to say, um, has it gotten better yet? Because I, I we're not there yet. I'm not expecting no. that. It's the what's the next big change? You know, yes. how much worse has it gotten? Like, that's the kind of information. And that kind of as I started to see these closures, I started to think, you know, Again, for me, not necessarily how many more loaves of bread do I need to go buy. Like, think about the things that you're really going to want to have in your home and have access to um, that you maybe have taken for granted where you've just been able to go out and and pick it up or order it. Um, Think about those things, because I I think, like you said, it's going to be a while before we get to it's our hope. It's going to be a while before we get to, oh, we don't have access to, to any food. Um, right. But there still may be some limited access, again, to some of the things that are niceties, if you will. I mean, technically, your your rake is a nicety, right? You know, you would have gone crazy with it without it. But um, no, it's a necessity because <laughs> I had a full blown panic attack about it. I was like, I got to go get a rake. I got to go get a rake. I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it is, though, and it is true. And, you know, and you're also coming in a time, too, when you don't want to spend a lot of money mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know the, the economy is for lack of better words you know in a hole mm-hmm, it's not going to mm-hmm. come out anytime soon probably i don't know i don't know anything about the economy honestly like the stock market and stuff i can't you know i i, I can't focus on that <laughs> but what i do know is if you if you're not working mm-hmm. then you're not going out. People aren't spending money. Things are yeah. bad. Yeah. But you're not making as much money more than likely. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you need to save money. How do you save money? Well, I'm going to be the obvious. Don't buy stuff online, this, that, and the other. You know, stay off Amazon. Not going out to eat. Well, it looks like they're going to start helping you not spend mm-hmm. money that way. Mm-hmm. But growing your own food, you will be amazed yeah. how much you can start to save when you yeah. start to grow. If you do it right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you grow the right crops and stuff like that. So that being said, for the new people that are listening, give us three crops that you would say that they could actually save money by growing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to give one, then you give one, then, because I haven't thought about all of them. Uh, okay. be- beans, so more like a string beans, not yes. kind of the individual, like my favorite beans for of all time are pinto beans. I don't have the space to grow as many as I would need to grow. Um, but things like string beans, green beans, I think that's a great crop. They come up fast and furious and you can get a lot of harvest out of it. So that's one mm-hmm. for me. Um, I'm gonna say okra, mm. because one okra plant you'll literally get about 10 to 15 gallons of okra off of it. The plant will get about eight feet high and towards the end of summer, you will be picking okra every single day. Have we talked Um, about my love for okra? There there are people that are anti-okra, but I am an okra lover. No, I've picked up on your love for okra and I can tell you that I like pickled okra now. I used to hate it. Mm -hmm. I like pickled okra, fried okra, and it's really good in soups. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All so. right, so I think I'm going to go with, um, and this is more so for diversity. So this is, again, not 
in an apocalypse plant this, but I think cucumbers, because they come in fast and furious. There are a couple of different things you can do with them. Obviously, you can eat them fresh. Um, you can add them to smoothies if that's what you're making. You can obviously uh, pickle them, which I'll be doing again this year. Um, so I think they go a long way. So I'm going to add cucumbers to the list. Yeah, my favorite way to eat cucumbers is just slice them with salt and pepper on them. Pepper? Damn what, right. What is this you speak? This I speak of heaven. We should have Try probably it. talked about this before I joined the podcast. <laughs> 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 what I knew when you said I heard the, the s come out for the salt. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. That's my guy. It, wait, wait, pepper. Yeah. Yep, I don't, pepper. Uh, I don't condone um, that, but. Uh, <laughs> have you tried it? No, and I'm not going to. I'm going to be rigid. Oh, come and I'm going to be bullheaded and uh, pigheaded. Nope. Nope. Not going to do it. No. You got to try it. No. Um, I just got a notification that they're closing bars and restaurants at 5 p.m. today. Yeah. It's a trickle down, so, right? You know, yeah. as soon as a few different states do it, it's just going to it's going to spread like a virus, you know, no pun intended. Yeah, I mean, let me see if I can read it real quick. Okay, it was um, from my wife, and she just told me that, so I don't know what the duration of it is or anything. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, um, I'm going to say potatoes of any sort. Mm. Um, yeah, you put a potato in the ground, and you're going to get a shitload of potatoes, mm -hmm. just to be blunt. I mean, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter. You can take the potato in your pantry. And if it has a little eye growing on it, mm -hmm. you can stick that in the ground and it will grow a potato. Yeah. So and they uh, I'm going to there's a, a good shelf life for potatoes as well. My sweet right? potatoes, I grow them and I harvest them in the early fall and they last me all the way until spring, mm -hmm. even sometimes summer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's kind of what we're talking about. So my so. last one, if I was given a little bit more time because Ben clearly didn't tell me he was going to prompt this, but it's a super duper good question. It just I'm popped in my to, head. Yeah. So on the spot, I'm going to say um, tomatoes only because of the size of the crop that comes in, only because of the yeah. joy that most people get from growing tomatoes. Um, obviously, tomatoes are great depending on how many you're growing. I mean, you can eat them fresh. You can add, you know, you can bake them. You can saute them. If you have enough of a crop, you can can them. I literally today was thinking to myself, um, gosh, I wish I had canned more, you know, so I wish I had canned more. And I'm going to you take these little pieces from these tough times and, you know, they kind of they change just a bit of who you are and how you navigate. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, canning is a bit of work. And I had thought to myself as I was planning for this year's garden, you know, I don't eat a ton of tomato sauce, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, for a dish here and there. Um, but it's kind of one of the most traditional things to can. And if I look forward and say, you know, times did get harder, boy, could you make a lot of meals with a bunch of tomato sauce, you know? Yeah. So, no, it's true. Um, and I mean, tomatoes, it's, it's easy to get a lot of tomatoes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially like a cherry tomato or like yeah. the little ones. Man, I stopped mm -hmm. growing them because I got to pick them too much. That's too much time picking them. So, which is a good thing. Um, my last one is going to be eggplants. Mm. You can get a lot of eggplants off of one plant and um, they're hardy. You can do a lot of different things with them. We're going to have some recipes coming up in the future with eggplants. Mm -hmm. Um I think that that's a really important 
one i mean that's always that's a staple in my garden just because of the amount that i can get i mean i get tired of eating them so i donate (laughs) the extras Mm -hmm. you know and i mean eggplants you know if you grow an eggplant default to eggplant parmesan first and then graduate from there yeah you know everybody likes eggplant parmesan you know you put a ton of cheese on it and Uh it's good but you get a lot tomato sauce Uh uh and so that's one of the things we do with is we have our tomato sauce tomatoes you know you can pan fry them and mix them but you get a lot out of that crop Mm -hmm. so um now that being said what are your worst ones for money savings Mm. (laughs) um so don't get drawn into um strawberry plants i have a strawberry bed Right. Don't you tell I, me that because I have a whole strawberry bed too. Yeah, I, I have a whole bed dedicated to it, right? Um, and I got enough for me to enjoy last year from the harvest, and I expect more kind of in their second year. Um, but especially if you are, you know, a family of two or three or four, you're going to need quite a few strawberries. Like, hey, a strawberry patch to really yeah. enjoy strawberries. So I'd probably, and those are going to be in the stores pretty soon too yeah i'd probably uh stray away from that as a money money savings and you know uh, kind of save time and money in the garden yeah i agree with you on that and i'm gonna say onions mm. um i actually was gonna buy onions the other day when i before i called batavia because that was my plan <laughs> my plan was yeah. to grow onions and then I went and looked at them and onion starts now if I had done it right and I had got seeds and started them inside it would be a different story but I did not do that um, but you know most people do not do that with onions mm-hmm. so if you buy the onion starts it was like four bucks for 15 which means I get 15 onions for four dollars which means I can go buy <laughs> an eight pack of onions for a dollar twenty so it makes absolutely no sense to grow onions from starts now from seed that's a possibility i will have the jury's out on that you'll find mm-hmm. out next year <laughs> so stay tuned for the next 52 weeks and you'll find out but <laughs> i don't think that that's uh that's worth it yeah i'm going to add um bell peppers um and i add bell peppers i'm growing a bunch from seed this year and if you put down a bunch of plants then that's something that's a super duper versatile veggie. However, a single plant, um, you're not going to get the yield you really love from a bell pepper plant as a single plant. So I just put that on my list of don't add that to your garden with the goal of I'm just growing a couple of things and I want to save money. I have to disagree with you. That's fine because that's what we're here to do. That the is fight the fight begins, the official fight. So, so how many bell peppers are you you getting off of uh, plants? So first of all, I just want to say I'm thankful that you're in Chicago and I'm here right now <laughs> because you can't spit in my face for what I'm going to say. I would never and do then, that during this pe- pandemic either. <laughs> yeah, no, and that was the next part, the pandemic. But um, no, actually last year, I was on the same boat with you and last year I planted my bell peppers behind my tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So they got kind of shaded and got a lot of bell peppers really maybe i found the trick i don't know but the one thing about bell peppers is they're expensive in the store Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so um super expensive yeah super Mm. expensive so and i actually was getting i think i had three or four plants last year and i got 
probably 10 off each plant at minimum. Yeah. So that was pretty good yield for me, I think, you know, because we're, we're not heavy bell pepper eaters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We kind of, I get tired of eating them. But um, no, I I was surprised, you know, I, I maybe it was because they were shaded and they stayed a little cooler. I don't know. Mm. But um, I'm going to stand by it until the end of this growing season. We'll see. I'm starting. I think I have my little posted. It's something like 20 bell pepper plants or something to try to increase my yield because uh, it is something I cook with with often. I eat often. Right. Um, so once they we freeze get, really good, too. Yeah, exactly. Once we get past all of this, we have, a you know prosperous garden season and we get to the other end of that i've made a note to say the 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 big bell pepper experiment that question yeah look look at this we're doing science on this and you didn't even know it (laughs) so so seriously this year though plant it behind like a tomato plant or something it gives it a little shade yeah yeah you might i would i'd be interested to see how you do because i'm going to do it again this year and see um but my next one i forgot what we're talking about what are we talking about uh things that won't necessarily save money yeah, if save money. Okay. Sorry, I got sidetracked. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, and I, I hate to say this because I love growing it, but watermelon, mm-hmm. because it takes up so much space in your garden, any kind of melon, you can get watermelons off of them, but they take so much space up that it eliminates mm-hmm. other aspects. So, you know, I would just be wary if you're going to like, I mean, ask me if I'm going to grow watermelon this year. You are. Ask, I'm not going to ask. Ask me. Ask are you going to grow watermelon this year? You damn right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long growing season for them, too. So that's another note. When you, you know. It is. It is. It is. But, you know, cantaloupe, same thing. And they're not as long of a growing season, but mm-hmm. they just take up so much room. And, you know, yeah, I'll leave it at that because I was going to go into another one, but I'll, mm-hmm, I'll wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. But, no, I'll go ahead because I got to think about, you know. And then the other one, would I would say squash, like a yellow squash. Oh. Same idea, because it takes up so much room, and you can get them for like 25 cents at the store. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, And they cause a lot of headache. Um, <laughs> yeah, that being said, disease and all, yeah. Oh, man, they are like the most disease, like, they're just like... In, if they were humans right now, they would just be soaking up all of the COVID-19 coming their way. You know, they would just be like, give it all to me. Oh, I want powdery mildew. Oh, I want cutworms. Oh, I want squash bugs. Just just please come feed on me. But I mean, you do get a lot off of them, but it's just so much of a headache. They're like the patient zero of the vegetable world for this. Oh, they're like patient negative zero. I mean, negative one. It's crazy. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know that I have another one that would not save money. So the criteria I'm using is if you don't get a lot from the plant, if it's problematic, like you're describing with the um, the yellow squash, if it takes a long time for it to grow. Um, what else do I have in my garden where I'm kind of like womp, womp, womp? Um you already named onions, and I'm going to go with green onions, too. Um, I don't think I have another one. I think everything else is ma- marvelous in the garden. <laughs> she's uh, she's very positive. You want me to give you one more, then? Because well, sure. we, we can't We can't leave it at an uneven number. Uh-huh. I don't do that. Um, I'm trying to think of what was in my garden that just was not successful at all, uh, cost savings-wise. I would say, I mean, if you're into planting corn, that would go right oh, up there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corn it's a really w- good one. Yeah, corn would just, it's not even like, 
I mean, it's cool to grow, but I don't think it's worth it at all. Um, yeah, I've not grown you know, corn, but I've read a lot about growing corn, and there's just yeah. the hit or, hit or miss, like the whole every kernel needs to be pollinated. Like, where in the world? You know? Yeah, and then you have to go out there, and you have to pack them tightly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let's be honest. It's again, it's one of those you can get like five ears for a dollar mm-hmm. in the middle of summer. You know, it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. it's just not. That's a, I think so, that's a, your superstar one. That's a good one. I'm glad I, I'm yeah. glad I gave you my my turn (laughs) and everybody wants to grow corn for some reason i don't know why it's like you know everybody's drawn to grow corn isn't corn the poster child for like when we first started learning about gmos well it is the it is the first Mm -hmm. it was that Mm -hmm. soybeans and um cotton yeah those are the major ones but you know and if you do grow coin coin if you do grow (laughs) corn just know that you cannot buy a GMO seed as as a consumer, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. might have something like dusted on it to help with whatever, but it's not genetically modified. But you know, it's just not worth it to put it in the garden. Yeah. Now, what would be if if you were going to tell somebody right now to go out and plant something like at a type of garden or anything? What would mm-hmm. it be in this day and time? COVID nineteen, world pandemic. What would you tell them to plant? I only get one. It can be a type of garden or mm-hmm. a, a plant or anything like that. Yeah. I'm going to go with um, Gosh, I'm the torn. Silence. Yeah, I'm torn between things like um, like, you know, brassicas for like a vegetable uh, cuz mm-hmm. they're so hardy and they're so um, prolific. So I'm torn mm-hmm. between that and then really trying to nudge people towards container gardening, um, because I think that almost in any space you can throw in a you know container somewhere and to start growing. Um, so I'm going to cheat and give you two. There it is, a type okay. of a garden, container gardening, and then I'm going to go with any of your brassicas. I'm leaning towards collard greens because I just started some seeds for that. Um, or you can know, you can go with your kales, which I think technically is a brassica. Um, so yeah, that's those are my two, which forces you now to to give two. I'm only going to give one, but it's a combo. <laughs> so um, and this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, but I would say an herb garden. Mm. And see, I'm going to disagree there, right? Because I'm thinking in this day and age, like in this moment, do we absolutely have to have herbs to cook? Well. Now let's go back. Here, do you want me to play the rewind? <laughs> so we said good, yeah. that we didn't think that we were going to run out of food. Still right? agree. Mm-hmm. We've stated that and we believe that. Mm-hmm. But there will be a time where food might be difficult to get, correct? Mm-hmm. That's So I if you're eating too. beans and rice, da 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 da, you're trying to save money. I got to put some flavor on my beans and rice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like seriously, like a little bit of oregano, a little bit of basil, some garlic chive, some cilantro. Oops, I just told you my whole herb garden, but <laughs> you know, your you know, your thyme, which is a perennial in mm-hmm, most climates, mm-hmm. you know, your rosemary's, all that stuff, that flavor can do so much if you're having to, let's just say you had to eat rice and beans every day mm-hmm. tell me you wouldn't want to put a little bit of cilantro on them rice and beans and some you garlic know what? chives you know what 
I'm going to acquiesce in this moment. I still stand by the bell peppers from earlier in the conversation and that not being one for saving money. Um, But I do, so with those caveats of food will be available, maybe not as plentiful, maybe not everything that you really would want. Um, There's something, I'm gonna roll this back to, roll this back to the toilet paper. Um, So there is something about, some normalcy, right? You know, so you can survive without toilet paper. There's some other things you can use, but do you really want to have to, right? right? So I'm going to now agree with, while you'll be able to make a lot of dishes in your house, you do want to also be able to make it not just the same beans and rice every day. No. Although I really love beans, but yeah, yeah. A sprinkle of this or sprinkle of that on it would be good. Yeah, and I mean... If you grow a pepper plant, then you can make hot sauce to put on it, you know, all this stuff. But it's, you know, it's those normalcies that are going to help you when the times are tough. You know, your palate is designed to kind of satisfy. That's why food is addictive, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and you're it's just I feel like it's important. And I mean, I actually I actually you be you'll be very proud of me. I took um, next to my porch yesterday, as a matter of fact. And I carved out a four square foot garden in it, and I put herbs in each square foot. Cause I was like, is you know that, what, I'm just gonna pack this in. Is that the in. shady area? Is that where the shady garden is supposed? Okay. No, it's another area. Okay, good, good. I'll good. show it when everything starts showing. I'll I'll mm-hmm. show it. But well, good um, for you. so this is wait two square foot garden beds. <laughs> I just that's, showed her a three. But yeah, that's let me three tell, fingers, right? Yeah. So and you and you guys will appreciate this more when you hear the next podcast. I'm so sorry this isn't out. This is kind of like something we wanted to do. Yeah. But I'm doing square foot gardening for the first year. And I was gonna do one out of my four raised beds. And then I looked at another one and I was like, you know what, we have a situation going on. I planted one, I was like, damn, that's a lot of food in that one mm-hmm, garden. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give it the best I can do and I'm gonna do the next one. So mm-hmm. I did two full raised beds that are square foot gardens. And this one that I told you now, it's literally like just a little piece. I think, you know, it's like a flower bed. Yeah, it all that didn't really, Yeah, it, all it didn't counts, really yeah. grow anything. So I was just like, you know what? I got some space in there. I took my little hand trowel and I drew a, a square. That was a square foot. Mm-hmm. Put four things of um, basil in. And then the next one I put garlic chives, like nine or 12 of them, whatever you know, in time and I haven't done time yet, but I will and put all that in and we're going to see, you know, chamomile so I could have some tea, <laughs> you know, nice warm drink. So, you know, all that stuff is important, but, um, yeah, I feel, yeah. Flavor profile is big. I mean, we eat because we want to enjoy it now, you know? Yeah. So, so if everybody listened to this, if you get to the point where you're eating only rice and beans and you need some herbs, I'll be having them for $4,000 an ounce. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Just joking. And that's also my Christmas present garden. Oh, is it? Okay. okay. Yeah, we're going to make a, we're going to make um, seasoning Gifts. packets for people. Yeah. Oh, that's super so, cool. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. We have given you our thoughts on the COVID-19. We've tried to help you with with growing all this stuff you've got your best your worst cost savings your best 
suggestions for us to whatever you should grow. Mm-hmm. Do your herb gardens, dig a hole in the ground, get a container, stay away from your corn, <laughs> do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, focus on your family right now. Enjoy each other. Enjoy your time. Make the best of it. Um, hashtag stay the fuck home. It's a very <laughs> serious thing. Social distancing is important. And when mm-hmm. you're home, you are well away from everybody else. Sorry for the language, but that's just how it is right now. Batavia, mm-hmm. um, do you have anything you want to tell everybody? Put your hands in some dirt, man. Do it. Do it, do it now. I love it. Put your <laughs> hands in some dirt, man. I love it. So, um, yeah, you guys, you know where to follow us. You know where to find us. If you have any questions through all of this, we will be more than happy to help you with whatever we can. Absolutely. Um, I changed my Instagram to Backyard Gardener, and I'll do a whole episode on that. Um, so it's the Backyard Gardener spelled with a G-A-R-D-N-E-R because somebody already had it. <laughs> but, um, you know, come find us. Be Better Gardens is Batavia's, and we will help you any way we can. I've been helping people with their plants now and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So everybody, please be safe, stay home, Mm -hmm. social distance, eat well, grow well, be happy, and that's it. That's what I got. (laughs) All right. That's it. It's a wrap. Cut. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. You can find us at Backyard Gardens the Movie on Facebook and Backyard Gardener on Instagram. And YouTube is Backyard Gardener, where I'm doing videos showing cooking and building gardens and gardening tips, all kinds of good stuff. And you can find Batavia at... You'll find me on Instagram at B underscore Better Garden. And then you'll find me on Facebook, same name. And then I'm also over on YouTube at Be Better Garden. I am sharing hashtag Garden Joy every chance I get. I hope you enjoy. So if you have any questions, hit us up on all of our platforms anywhere you want, and we will be more than happy to help you with what you can. And again, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.